Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru here at Strange Brew Coffee House in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Robbie, it'd be a little weird if Brupolo was in Liberty, Mississippi. Liberty, Mississippi, baby. That's right. The home of one... Jerry Clower. Oh, what's it? Where did he live? Was it Route Three? Route? What was it? That that I'm not. Route Four. Route Four. Route Four. Route Four. Liberty, Mississippi. And he actually has, I think, where he grew up. There is in Liberty a little museum. Well, there should be for sure. Yeah, and it's uh, if you're in if you're anywhere around, you know, the Macomb. Liberty, that area, mm-hmm. you've got to go check it out. It's got a lot of his memorabilia in there. His family still runs the place. Mm-hmm. Really cool. And Off of the home I, of Gabe Jackson. That's right. Two Mississippi State linemen. Yeah, I know, right? Two, maybe two of the – maybe the, the one of the best offensive linemen State's ever had and certainly the funniest. Yes. And what, what I love the most about, um, you know – What's happening here in the last few weeks is people are starting to be introduced to Jerry Clower because of that Colton Ledbetter kid. Yes. Because, you know, we're, we're starting to hear about Marcel Ledbetter and Uncle Bercy, and no, people, people are now having to Google the Ledbetters. And Clovis. And what people like, like the, the crazy thing about this, these stories that he tells are 100% true. Yes. He has a real, real family. Yeah. Um, the, these are people that from there that he grew up with, and these these stories are a hundred percent true. You going to talk or fish? <laughs> Love that one. <laughs> we uh, can do a whole show. We, we can do a whole show on on Jerry Clower. Man. We, could, we should. I'm glad you picked Liberty. I, I knew that would get you going. Anyway, wherever you want to get your day going with Strange Brew Coffee, go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Place an order for shipping. Whatever kind of coffee machine you've got on the front counter. They got to take care of at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise you can't find just anywhere else because nobody else has the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you. They're in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet or they're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starkville's best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. If you like fried chicken and fried catfish, smoked pulled pork, you like a bacon cheeseburger, you're just like, I love these things, but can I get them in taco form? 
Yes, you can. You can do that when you go to Humble Taco. Whatever kind of picky eater you've got, there's something for them on the menu at Humble Taco. Check them out over there on University Drive. Grab a margarita, grab some chips and salsa, and grab some awesome tacos at Humble Taco. When you're thinking about lunch today, why not Firehouse Subs? Download the free Firehouse Subs app. Place your order online. It's ready within minutes. You pick it up. You go back to work. And then the next time you order, chances are your sandwich might be free because there you're piling up the reward points. And, of course, follow Firehouse Subs on Twitter, at Firehouse Subs. They're always doing deals and discounts there as well. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. That is Firehouse Subs. Bobby Falk, you met with, see, I, I was not at the meeting. I was left out. No, I was, I'm kidding. The, the meeting was held yesterday while I was on the air. But you met we with. Did it. Uh, we made sure we did it without you, Brian. I think it was done like that. And the invitation I received said, you're probably on the air, but we just wanted to invite you anyway. I'm just like, why can't this meeting be at two? Oh, sorry, Brian. This is the only time. Uh, the I'm only sorry. time, the only window we could do it was this time. We're really looking there. forward to you being there too. <laughs> really. well, we were gonna have pizza and donuts. Oh, it's a shame. <laughs> and wings. We we cater two brothers. I'm sorry. Oh, anywho, you met hey, with them. Stefan and myself actually did go to two brothers yesterday. Behind your back. I thought you well, were on air. Well, you were on the air. I can't, I couldn't do it. Well, that's uh, today's show, and also I'm uh, in the market for a new co-host. Please send applications to, once I get this knife out of my back, you'll pay for this. Now I'm going to go to lunch without you, and I'm going to send, I'm going to put pictures up and everything. I did, it was totally just out of the blue. We got done with our basketball interviews, and I was like, man, I'm hungry. Stefan, would you like to go? And he was like, no, I can't. I got to go home. And he's like, you know what? I will go. So he he went. He got uh, he took he took an order off the kids menu. Oh, no joke! I was like, Stefan, you're a grown man. Act like a man. It was good though. I saw our friend Lee Battle. He has a bone to pick with you. Oh, does he now? He does. Well, I'm not hard to find. <laughs> Anytime you got a bone to pick with me, he knows where I live. He's been to my house. He's biding his time. Oh, well, he better. He better pack a lunch. It's an all-day job. Uh, <laughs> you say all that to say this. And MSU has finally unveiled the, the new addition or new renovation to the west side upper deck, the balconies at, Miss, at Davis Wade Stadium. I've been saying for the past couple of weeks, as the rumors and the, the whispers about this project, project were coming out that I was having difficulty wrapping my head around it. Now that I've read everything, I will come out and tell you that I like the concept. I, I think it's an interesting concept. I think it's something that's unique. Um, the idea of being able to be in the stands but be mobile is interesting to me because you know you think about being in the stands, right? You think yeah, I got to sit here. Normally, people are walking in front of you. You hate them. You're like, well, you just sit, just sit down, just sit down. <laughs> Now you can move around. You can have food up there. You can bring a fridge to keep cold drinks. You can bring a fan. I'm, I'm going to go get – I would get one of these things and then go get one of those fans like they have on the NFL sideline, the misters, you know, those, those free zones that, like, constantly spew out almost, like, sleet on you. I want one of those. 
I like the idea. And, and what I really like is this, is that, and I talked, we talked to John Cohen about it last week, is that Mississippi State is, is it's obvious now that you can't just put the schedule out and, and say, okay, show up and support us. You've got to offer things that other people aren't offering. You've got to make the viewing experience, and even more so than the viewing experience, the whole day something that a, a person is willing to fill up their car with $5 a gallon gas and drive three or four hours to do, you've got to offer them something in return. Mississippi State, I feel I, I'm, I'm excited to see that they're not just tapping out and saying, look, what can we do? Everybody's attendance is down. We just got to try to get through it as best we can. They really are trying to be proactive with some of these solutions. I don't understand the people that are really upset about this either. Well, there, because, I mean, why would you be upset? That- there, there's, there, there, there's no one sitting in those spots. Right. It's the hardest. They, we talked to Mississippi State yesterday. It is the hardest sections to sell in the entire stadium. People are not buying those seats. Nobody's sitting there. So they had to do something to try to find a way to get people to buy those spots. And, I mean, quite frankly, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a really good concept. I think people thought when they heard John Cohen say this is a le- think about the left field lounge or you know this mm-hmm. is kind of similar to the left field lounge. That's where I my think head people, went. I think people were really confused about what is that. Exactly. And I was too. But you know, one of the things that I said is let's let's wait, let's look at this concept, let's see what the what, what it's all about. And I, I really like it. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I, another thing I think people believe is you're just everybody's just standing up, but that's that's not the case. You can bring in your own deck chairs. You can bring in um, uh, your own tables if you want to. You can bring in uh, bar stools. And on top of that, you get to bring in. You should never bring in bar stool because that'll bring in Brandon Walker. Nobody wants that. That's true. Can we bring in, when you say tables, can I be like, Robbie, get the tables? Yes, you can. I'm going to give you, let's give you the 3D. Who's going to be able to pick you up? So one time, I, I, I mentioned this down, in the show I'll come one time. down with a cutter, but somebody's got to pick you up. So one time, uh, back in our younger days, my friends Ryan Nelson, Brian McDuff, and I, we attempted to give McDuff the 3D, and I didn't cradle his head properly, and he ate a mouthful of grass. Let's just put it that way. Oh, yeah, you can kill somebody doing that. Well, we didn't. We're all still alive and well. And But I'm just pointing out that that 3D, it's, it's, it's difficult. Kids, don't try that at home. Train professionals. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> I got so I have some Auburn fans saying this looks awful when there's a press box in the radio booth in the corner of the end zone at Auburn. I mean, let's not let's not get into what looks awful at the stadium. Yeah. But anyway, so the really cool thing about this is you have the electrical outlets and you have your, you know, cubby holes or whatever your little storage units just like you do at, at Leftfield Lounge. Right. You can bring a, a mini fridge up there, put your beer in and your cold drinks. You can uh, bring food in. You can bring coolers in. So it's it's an opportunity for fans to have an experience like they don't normally have. And I think that's the most important thing to understand here. I mean, we can get caught up in the semantics of it. And, you know, you have this concept where people are standing up if they want to. And it can be a little expensive. But at the end of the day, it's Mississippi State trying to find a way to get people that normally don't have a good, you know, might not have a good experience up there to have a little different option. And you get to stand under a shaded area 
when it's 150 50 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. I, or I when think it's raining. It's a cool, yes. I mean, I think it's a cool concept. And why not try this? If you're not selling those tickets anyway, why not try something that you can make some extra money on? And it's also something that improves the fan experience. And you can get, you know, the same amount of people that you were already getting in there with a better option. So, I, you know, I, I think it's a really good idea. And it's just the first of many. I, I really believe that we're about to have a lot of similar concepts throughout the stadium that makes Davis Wade unique. And that's the important thing here. This is the second oldest on-campus field in the country behind Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. This place has been around since 1914, I think. That's correct. I mean, so yeah. Over a hundred years, this this structure in some form or fashion has been standing at Davis Wade Stadium, and I think a hundred years maybe since that west side's been up, not the upper deck. But you know, you got to do some things to to make this place unique while also keeping you know that that nostalgia feel with it. So I, I like what they're doing here, and I think it's only going to this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, on Davis Wade becoming a more unique atmosphere while also dialing down the size of the stadium a little bit because there's not going to be many more games where Mississippi State's going to have 67,000 in there. Let's right. just be honest. It's, the times have changed. You know, I think COVID hit and changed some things. I think the evolution of, of college sports on television has changed some things. You have to find a way to get people in the building, but it's still going to be very difficult to get 65 plus in there ever again so you make it a more unique intimate environment the place is going to still going to be an incredibly loud atmosphere and a, a fun atmosphere but it cannot it can no longer be just 50 50 to sixty five thousand people sitting on bleacher seats right you've got to do something that says instead of sitting on your couch with a beer in your hand and air conditioning you need to be inside davis wade stadium you're going you can't miss this you've got to be here and used to whenever we didn't, everybody didn't have access to uh, every game on the SEC Network or ESPN. You you could get people there just to sit on a bleacher seat, but you can no longer do that anymore. The the thing I like the best, like I said, is it, it you know whether you have a good idea or a bad idea, just having ideas sometimes is good enough. You know, you like you just said, you can't just open the gates and expect people to show up. This isn't 1990, you know, eight anymore. And yeah, if Mississippi state is way above what we think it's going to be and they're eight and one, when they play Georgia, sure. There'll be 65,000 plus into the stadium that day. Absolutely. There will. Yeah. But you've got to find ways to keep your fans interested and engaged and you have to find ways to make it worth their money. Everything costs so much these days. You have to find some value. And, and you know, well, I, mean, and I think is, the price this is this, cost... if, if you have eight friends, if you split this up amongst eight people, it's like 500 bucks for this premium seating area, which I, you know, I know it's in the upper deck. It's still a premium seating area. The, the scoreboard club is an upper deck. It's a premium seating area. And you get the tickets to the game for 500 bucks. That's not a terrible deal. No, it really isn't. That, I think people, you know, get lost in that. They see $4,700 or whatever it is to cost, um, to the cost of, to get in that. And you forget that, you know, it's, you have the minimum is eight tickets. So you're, you're about to spread this out among eight people. And that's not a terrible deal. And I realized, you know, I've seen the people, you know, this is, there, there isn't, you can't call 
you know, the upper deck nosebleeds premium seating. I mean, I get it. It's, it's a, it's a different kind of concept you don't see this at many places. And listen, Mississippi state has one of the, we talk about one of the oldest stadiums. They have one of the highest stadiums in the country too. Um, I don't know how much has changed over the years, but it used to be like them in Wyoming or somebody like that was like right up there at the top. This is a, this is way on up there. So this is not, this is a very unusual concept, but I still think you can't just – you got to make something up there interesting. And, yes, that number looks daunting, but when – like you said, whenever you break it down, you get the, the you know, the, the black and white of everything, and you see that you got eight people to, to kind of spread those tickets, it's not that bad. Another we've been talking about – something dollars a ticket. One thing we've been talking about for a while is, you know, limiting capacity and, and having more premium areas or, or trying to chair back or, or whatever – this is an example of that, you know? Yes. You lose 1,900 seats. Well, they were 1,900 seats you weren't selling. What looks better? You know, yeah. the, the, a packed premium area like this or 1,900 empty seats. So, you know, I think stadium capacity, which used to be like this big running joke, especially when State was at 41-2 for so long, th- those days are over. It's just about, you know, what it, it's not going to be about how many people you fit in there. It's going to be how much are those people paying to be in the stadium. That's the number you have to be concerned with. So Alabama is the biggest dynasty in football right now, and they've had trouble getting people in the stands. Yeah. I mean, not, not, not. And this year is going to be worse. Yeah. It's not so sparse, but I mean, they've, they've been missing thousands of people in the stands, students. And this year, you're going to have to make, you're going to have to make some opportunities for students. You're going to have to have some, some cool things in the student section. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that we that's not mentioned here, and I asked about it yesterday, and they actually, um, Rhett, hey, thanks, Rhett. Thanks, Rhett, by the way. Hashtag thanks, Rhett. Yeah. Rhett pulled up um, uh, kind of a concept to show me what the ribbon boards are going to look like. Mm-hmm. New ribbon boards in the stadium, by the way. Uh, looks really cool. They're going to have ribbon boards right below the scoreboard uh, club, right above the student section um, in that north end zone. So you will have ribbon boards now going around the stadium, and uh, looked really good. And and of course they're they're also giving um, getting a brand new uh, screen for the scoreboards. They said that you know they've gotten actually more out of those scoreboards than most people. I think they've gotten seven or eight years out of them. So uh, it's going to be an, um, a different kind of experience inside Davis Wade this year. Probably the best that they've had from a um, you know scoreboard situation and you know now you have all this premium seating and more coming uh so you, i mean you still got the south end zone that's going to be coming down the line sometime i know they're working on that stuff right now i think they're they're working on some things on the uh um west and east side lower deck so should be interesting i was trying to say a second ago uh i mean this year is going to be tough for attendance you know your big games are on the road, LSU, Alabama, Ole Miss. Those are all, you know, attendance is always going to be better when you have those three th- three games at home. You don't really have a marquee non-conference game. Arizona's on the road. <laughs> I shouldn't say you don't really. You don't. You don't have that. Um, obviously, Arkansas, a- Auburn, A&M are, are games that, you know, could be, could be good for Mississippi State, especially if they're winning. But you, you combine that with, I mean, we all know, the price of gas being what it is, the price of everything being what it is so many people are going to as john cohen said last week they're you know they're in the battle with the couch 
You know, people are going to say, look, why would I leave? I've already paid for the TV, the food's in the fridge. Why go? So this gives, you know, any, anything you can do, any sliver of opportunity you have to get somebody to say, well, that's interesting. I might, I might do that. You got to take full advantage of it. So, you know, will it work? I, I don't know. I mean, if I had a complaint, Robbie, it's that we're 70 days to kick off and we're, and they're just rolling this out. That feels like it's going to be tough to do, but maybe they had some, you know, maybe they did some some market research and they, they've already got some commitments there that we don't know about. Uh, I guess we'll find out uh, soon enough, but kudos to Mississippi state because right now you, you can't just throw your hands in the air. You got to try, you got to try to fill these stadiums up and uh, they at least are trying. I'll give them that for sure. All right, let's, uh, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi beef council. Hey, cook some steaks, take them up to your, your spot in the balcony. Simple as that. Beef is what's for dinner because beef is awesome. Nobody doesn't want it. Nobody doesn't want Boy, if my high school English teachers can hear me. Ooh, I know, man. I know. That's rough. Everybody wants a steak. Everybody loves a burger. Whatever you're doing this weekend, if you're cooking out, if you're, you're braving the heat, put some beef on the grill. Make it worth your while to stand out there in that 100-degree heat in front of that you know 350-degree grill. Make it worth your while. Put some beef out there. Enjoy yourself. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats, great place to get stabbed in the back by your friends. All the food's really good, too, but, you know, can you taste it over the, the taste of the knife in your back? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to find out the next time I'm You'll there be okay. without Robbie Falk. You'll be okay. Will I? Yes. You know, that, that, that remains to be seen. What doesn't remain to be seen is this, though. Two Brothers is awesome. The food's always great. The people are always great. Even Lee Battle, who evidently has a bone to pick with me. It's all good. Next time you're in Starkville, or whenever you're in Starkville, make a stop at Two Brothers Smoke Meats. They make it really easy for you to manage businesses. It doesn't get any simpler than great products and great service. But how do you know? How do you know they really, they really back up that promise? Well, ask them when they open. And if it wasn't back... 47 years ago, well, they might not be as good as, you, as they're saying they are. But Advantage Business Systems can do that. They can tell you they've been around for that long, and you don't stay in business that long unless you are taking care of your customers. When you have business technology needs, they should be your first call. And when you need service that same day in many instances, when you can't afford to wait, you definitely need to call Advantage Business Systems. The number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. You'll find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Well, like I said earlier, we are on to our second opponent preview, the Georgia Bulldogs. That will be an interesting game. We could, like I said, couldn't get anybody to come on with us. You know? Whatever. Whatever, Georgia. You don't have never, any Georgia friends. We don't, we you never liked friends. you anyway. Um, uh, you're the defending national champion, which means you're not going to a bowl because we know how that goes. Those are the uh, rules. Those are the rules. Evidently, those are the rules. Um, your hedges, Nico Whitley, Pete in them. What do you think about that? <laughs> How's that make you feel? All right. Here's my, <laughs> my thought on Georgia when I look at their schedule and when I look at what they've, they've got. It's possible for them to match last year's record in the regular season. They could. They, they probably will go undefeated in the regular season. Once they get past game one 
against Oregon. It's really not a, a lot of – there's just not a lot of challenge. Their West games, as you know, are Auburn and Mississippi State, probably the two teams that will be picked to finish sixth and seventh in the West. But I don't think there's any way this team is as good as last year's team was. I don't think they'll win the national championship. I think they'll lose the SEC championship to Alabama, and then they will lose. If they make the playoffs, so be it. And if not, they, uh, they, they, they'll, you know, they, they're not a national championship team. They just, I feel like they lost too much defensively. The question, obviously, is because we're looking at this as an opponent preview for Mississippi State. You, know, you think back to two seasons ago and that game where State went to Athens with 43 guys and, and hung around and played tough and had an opportunity in, late in the game to tie it up. Kirby Smart is an aggressive defensive guy. He ran that man coverage, and, and Will Rogers was able to take advantage of it. That was Will Rogers in his second start. This is Will Rogers coming off of a 4,800-yard passing year. I feel like Mississippi State is, and you know, with obviously having more depth defensively, not playing with walk-ons in the secondary. I feel like Mississippi State, this is a game, I don't think they can win, Robbie, but this could be a game where State really gives Georgia a challenge, I think. I think so too. I think it will be better than people expect. And that, you know, that it's interesting about that game a couple years ago. That was the game where they took like 43 guys to the to the game and it was like you know, it literally like we all we got, we all we need, you know. <laughs> I mean like Will Rogers and the and the freshman just kind of took over that game. And it was the most impressive defensive performance probably at least from a rushing perspective. In a long time, that was a Georgia team that could really run the football, and State held them to like eight yards or something, eighteen yards, something like that. It was like their their season low or the low that they've had in a long time. It was that was the most impressive thing about that game is they went into that ball game with all those guys out with COVID. They've had several people transfer, and Will Rogers and a bunch of freshmen just handed them the, the one of the toughest games of the year. And that that's kind of when you started to see the ship turn around for Mississippi State because they just had, I think, the Vanderbilt game maybe like the week before or something like that. And that game just was a terrible ball game. State barely won. And to come out and, and kind of fight like that and then fight towards the end of the season like they did, that really started to kind of get people on board. And, you know, I'm not saying that State's going to be able to to have a game like that where they're in position against Georgia this year, but I don't think it's going to be like Mississippi State versus Alabama. Right. Because I, I do think that there's some question marks with Georgia. Now, they're incredibly talented. Mm -hmm. They're one of the most talented rosters in the country. But, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be a lot tougher than people expect. Yeah, I think this game will be a, a, a game that Mississippi State can play into the fourth quarter and feel like they have a chance to win, if, if, especially if Georgia makes a mistake or two. Now, with, with Stetson Bennett back there, you don't expect to make a lot of mistakes, right? You don't expect that team to, 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 to give the ball away. You don't expect them to, to make bad decisions. From a, a receiver perspective, Blaylock, Jackson, McConkey, all those guys are back for, for them. Uh, they got a few guys back on the, uh, on the offensive line. Cedric Van Pran, one of the best centers in the conference, probably would be a first-team All-SEC guy. Uh, Warren McClendon's really good there. The big tight end, Brock Bowers, is back as well. So they've got, they still got a lot of weapons. They lost Samir White and James Cook in the backfield, but this is Georgia. 
as we all know, they, they got five-star running backs waiting, including one from the state of Mississippi uh, and Branson Robinson, who I don't expect to see much this year. Defensively is where they lost a, a ton of guys, but there's still some big names there. Uh, Nolan Smith's still there. Jalen Carter's a good player. Robert Beal's a very good player. Keely Ringo, uh, the guy who had the, uh, the, the big uh, interception in the uh, national championship game. This is still a really good Georgia defense. You know, because you follow you recruiting, you know that all these guys, that they're just replacing them with four- and five-star guys, highly rated guys year in and year out. You know, and, of course, Kirby Smart, one of the best defensive coordinators in, in the country, even though Dan Lanning is gone. I think, I think it's sort of the same thing that we've seen all these years with Alabama. That's really Saban's defense, and, and, you know, the other guys are just sort of an extension of him. As long as Smart's there, he's really calling the shots for them defensively. I don't expect a huge drop-off from them defensively, but I don't expect them to be the almost immovable force they were a season ago. Yeah. I mean, they're always going to be, you know, Georgia. They're always going to be good defensively. Because that, that's Kirby Smart's thing. I mean, he can't have a team that stinks on defense. No. Um, but and, and I don't think, you know, just changing out coordinators like that is, is really going to disrupt things. And they, they obviously always got the talent there as well. So – I think they're still going to be good there. I'm I'm really interested in the offense this year. You know, they lost some big pieces on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still recruiting well, but you know, can Stetson Bennett continue that the magic? I mean, at some point, I just I feel like you know, there's there's a lot of limitations there with him. They they still have not got that super dynamic quarterback mm-hmm. uh, in a while. You know, they I thought they were going to have it last year. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, just couldn't couldn't keep the quarterback position healthy. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I think I think Stetson Bennett is still holding you back to a degree, and that feels strange saying saying that after they just yeah. won a national championship. But well, they could they, if they it was really a, their defense was so elite that they they just had to take care of the ball. Yeah, and they had how, guys. How much out better there. are they with a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud or a quarterback like that? I mean, they, they were yeah. almost unbeatable. At that point, yes, and I know what you're saying. They only lost one game last year, but th- their defense was such a difference maker. This year, the defense is going to be good. It may even be great, but it's not going to be one of the best in college football history, like it was a season ago. So they're going to have to find some games. I mean, right off, you look at their schedule, right? Right off the bat, you look at Tennessee. That's a game where they're going to have to score points to win. Tennessee is going to be able to move the football on them. Oregon is a team that should be able to move the football on them and get some points on the board. They're going to have to find ways to win those games. So, And, of course, Dan Lanning should have the, uh, the keys to the kingdom there in terms of making a uh, – terms of making a uh, – what's sort of looking for? A game plan. So, And then with Mississippi State, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm giving it too much credence or not, but I, when I think back to that game in Athens and how undermanned State was, and to, to be able to stay in the game, Rodgers played really well. Jaden Wally had a huge game. State's gotten better since that day two years ago. Again, I'm not going to sit here in, in, in June and predict an upset. I probably won't predict an upset when we get to, to November. But I, I do feel pretty confident that this is a game Mississippi State can hang around in, make it interesting, and, and you can leave the stadium thinking, man, they're, they're really close to being that kind of program, assuming things go the way I'm, I'm, I'm describing them here. Well, you know, yesterday we talked about the – you know, the transfer portal and, you know, is that going to – is it still going to be important to have, you know, leadership, like guys that have been around for a long time? I just think that the leadership on this team is going to be good for two wins that we're not expecting. 
you know, or maybe not that we're not expecting, but maybe that might be right now we're saying state's going to lose. Like, I, I really believe that that is going to be a big difference maker for Mississippi State this year. And in this game, it, it, it could be the difference in winning the game and coming away with a huge upset, which I'm not going to predict, or just keeping it close and, and having a chance. But I don't think Mississippi State's going to be intimidated. I mean, Will Rogers and company went in there as true freshmen and, uh, in a tough place and had a chance. Uh, so I don't think they're going to be intimidated. I think it's, that's going to be a big deal for Mississippi State to have that veteran leadership like Will Rogers and Jaden Wally and all those guys. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is going to be a different kind of um, challenge uh, for, for Georgia than what they're expecting right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So next week on the uh, opponent preview world, who we got? Well, it's the Auburn Tigers, right? Uh, is it? I can't, I can't remember the schedule. I remember it better frontwards to back. Yeah, it's all. Of the... It's all. Okay. So, all right. We'll talk about the Auburn Tigers next week. I guarantee I can get somebody for that. One. I know, I know a guy. We'll make it happen. All right. Uh, tomorrow's show, you know, I'm not really sure what tomorrow's show is going to bring. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see, but we'll talk about something. None and, of us are, none of us are sure what tomorrow might bring, Brian. Good point. It's a good point. Yeah. You wake up in the morning and you find out your friends with the two brothers without you. You just never know what the day is going to bring. I mean, do you even consider Stefan your friend anymore after the group message? I mean, he's, he's really pushing my buttons this week. I got to be totally honest with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order him some Cubs merchandise and ship it directly we'll, to his door. We'll see what happens. Maybe your, maybe your opinion will change on Wednesday night if something good happens. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Guys, have a great Thursday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.